So this is a solo episode, another solo episode that I wanted to kind of um, insert into the podcast. And I wanted to talk about pivoting. And I know that this word has been grossly overused um, during the pandemic, you know, talking about businesses pivoting um, and things. But I think that there's no better word to describe what a, a business had to do to, to survive. Many businesses, restaurants, um, hospitality industry, and so on. And I wanted to apply the same concept and talk a little bit about pivoting in your personal life as well. Um, so I apologize for this word, for using this word that's really overused, has been overused and over um, kind of emphasized. But um, I did want to talk about pivoting because I feel that it's a very important um, concept and uh, we need to learn how to pivot. And <clears throat> before I talk about personal pivoting and I have something specific in mind, I wanted to talk about um, pivoting in business. What does it really look like and what's the idea? You're listening to this episode as I'm actually taking time off and, and being on vacation with my family. Family time is super important for me and for us and uh, being able to travel and go places and, and really explore opportunities is something that's really um, important for, for our family. So we, um, we're taking a week off. So you're listening, obviously recording a little bit of ahead of, um, ahead of time um, for this topic, but I wanted to talk about it because it has started to come up in clubhouse and um, clubhouse topics, and I'm, you know, follow me on clubhouse. So we, you know, you'll get pinged when my, when my rooms and rooms that I moderate come up, um, and I'm being more involved in it now that tax season is over. So the reason that pivoting in business is super important is that um, typically um, any crisis, which pandemic certainly qualifies for that, and you probably have heard me talk about it on other people's podcasts. Um, crisis has a curve, a response, our response to a crisis has a curve and it's even called a crisis response curve. It's not my concept. Um, I don't know, frankly, who, um, developed it. Um, I was introduced to it by Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First as part of the Profit First, um, group, um, coaching that he does. Um, and, um, this crisis response curve kind of starts up high with the state of shock. So typically when, you know, before the crisis starts, you're, let's say, operating your business um, at a certain level, right? Then something happens, like the pandemic starts. And you're at this um, <clears throat> state of, stage of shock, and then the curve goes rapidly down um, from that stage into the desperate action stage. And um, the following stage, kind of when the curve bottoms out um, and starts kind of going flat is the evaluation stage. And then it starts um, ascending uh, from that point into the uh, deliberate action and then um, kind of returning back to normal or actually even outperforming your prior to the crisis performance. So the idea of pivoting, the idea of this concept is really, in my opinion, as, as an, a business operator, as um, a CPA, I've worked with a ton of 
businesses and different industries and different leadership styles, the idea behind pivoting is to get through those shock and desperate action stages super quick, super fast into the evaluation stage where you can turn your business around. Um, so Mike McCallowitz, when the crisis happened back in March and April, he was doing um, phone calls for Profit First Professionals. And in one of those phone calls, he was talking about, he lives in Boonton, New Jersey. Um, he was talking about how some of the restaurants on the main street closed their doors. Kind of, um, um, you know, a few weeks into the crisis, um, instead of figuring out a way how to make money and actually thrive, um, given, you know, given the opportunity to serve people in a different manner. And he, you know, he offered a couple of solutions. He offered a couple of strategies for people to pivot, for businesses to pivot. And the most important part is um, moving through shock and desperate action and kind of skipping them um, and moving into the evaluation stage super fast. Um and adapting to the new environment. I mean, our brains are trained to recognize patterns. So our brains feel threatened um, when new things are presented and that's normal. But um, companies and businesses and people who can pivot quickly, who can find a way to change direction, who can find a way to adapt to the new reality are the ones who usually thrive, not only survive, but thrive in their business and their life. So um, the evaluation stage is kind of at the bottom of the curve. And that's when you take the take a little time to figure out what your next steps should be. How can you make it work given the new setup? And I've, um, I don't work necessarily with restaurants anymore, um, but I have worked with different companies and different businesses and some businesses were affected more than others. But one of my clients, um, is in the fashion industry and fashion industry was also hit significantly because especially the party style, you know, um, higher end fashion, uh, products, uh, business, you know, orders were canceled, wholesale orders were canceled and things like that. But um, the industry itself suffered uh, tremendously uh, due, to, due to the pandemic and it took them, you know, a couple of months to recover. But I have, um, you know, a couple of businesses in fashion and one of them has been in business in general for over 20 years, over 25 years, actually. Um, and the other one has been in business for, the, for five or seven years. Uh, and the one that has been in business for over 25 years has been through different crises, just economic downturns and, and uh, market crashes and, and the AIDS pandemic back in ni- the 90s. So having been through a bunch of those different things, um, the CEO of the company was actually um, not worried, uh, meaning he skipped the stages of desperate action and shock or uh, well, shock and desperate action really quickly. You know, he, we were talking about strategy and looking at numbers and crunching numbers. And he would say, you know, I've been through so much already. Um, you know, there's always something that's thrown at you and it's okay. Um, you know, we'll make through it. Um, we'll make it through it. We'll figure it out. We'll tighten up the ship for a little bit. Then we'll, then we'll come back and develop a new strategy and we'll come back kicking kind of. 
Um, and that really worked, it really carried them through um, this pandemic and the company really had their best year ever. The second company I work for, uh, because they haven't been in business for as long, they've been in business for maybe five or six years, um, they were you know, really feeling down for the first month or two of this pandemic and really couldn't, you know, they were in shock and, and I wouldn't say that they were making desperate moves because they had me as an advisor, but um, they definitely felt like the world was coming to an end. And that's not a great feeling to have when you run a business. Um, and eventually that passed and they've launched, you know, they used to sell wholesale only. They launched retail sales and and really made a killing on that. So I think that it also prompted them to evaluate and, and deliberate action their business. But they've stayed in that in those stages of shock and desperate action for, for a little longer than I would than I would have hoped. And um, it's not fault of, their, of theirs. It's just the nature of um, life being unpredictable and changing and agile. And um, if you're an experienced business owner, just in general, you know, you're kind of adapt, um, you adapt quickly and, and move forward and pivot. And those who are kind of early in the business, for them, it was their first shock. So um, typically, um, the reason that I wanted to talk about pivoting is that's just one example of pivoting. You know, um, both of these clients um, have kind of made an emphasis on being more of a web company of a direct to consumer company. And that really helped them because both companies were selling wholesale. One was selling less than wholesale. The other one was selling exclusively wholesale and were planning on having a website at some point. So I feel like, um, crisis prompts us to greatness. Um, and it's up to us to really find a way to, to find that greatness and to pivot. Um, and that's kind of it for the business pivoting, but uh, I did want to talk about pivoting life and this, I wanted to, to share a topic that's near and dear to, to me. Um, and it's moms, moms and kind of career pivot or life pivot after you become a mother. Um, the reason I wanted to talk about it is that I recently have been doing some partnerships on collaborations with life coaches. And what I found was that often life coaches, you know, tell a mom um, that wants to be available for her kids, um, would tell her, you know, um, get a hobby or start a business so that you don't go crazy. Because uh, the reality is, the truth is that we as moms, we usually, um, you know, if we're raising our own children, which I'm hoping is the majority of moms, um, we get tired and it's not just us. It's, I think it's the nature of a, of a human being. We get tired of the same routine every day. It really exhausts us. This groundhog day, every day, same thing over and over and over repeat. Um, and it's this constant, um, rat race, you know, driving kids to activities or taking them to activities, um, handling the lunch or, or sleep or whatever, or sickness or, things. And we're just talking, you know, I'm just mentioning things that, you know, parents with healthy children, um, experience, but parents who have children with special needs, um, it's even more so for them because, um, they have, it's a much, much bigger effort, much 
harder for, for them to, to go through this routine. Um, and the routine, my dad, I remember when my dad was, when I was pregnant with my first child, my dad, um, said, you know, routine kills relationship, relationships, routine kills, um, life. And I agree with him. Um, he passed away this year and, but, you know, he was very influential in my life. Um, and I do agree that routine really killed brain cells. At least that's how I felt. I wanted to be available for my kids when they were little, I wanted to be there for them. And I was, and it was very important for me. And it's still important for me to be able to stay home, you know, to, to be with them on a snow day or, uh, to be with them and during a pandemic, um, or whatever, um, and to be available and to take summer off and really do some fun stuff and not send them to camp. Like to me, that's, um, that's what I want to do. Um, and, um, it was very important, um, to do that, but at the same time, the routine of, you know, wake up, feed, play, go outside, feed, slip, uh, slip, sleep, um, you know, wake up, get outside, uh, play, feed that routine is, has been killing my brain cells as well. Um, when, when the kids were a little smaller right now, they're a little bigger, so it's a little easier with that. So it's easy, easier to manage, um, some of the basic stuff, you know, like the, the feeding, the, you know, they eat themselves and stuff like that, but it's still in some ways is a routine every day. And it's up to us to un, undo that and create something special and, um, and something, um, doesn't have to be. God knows what, like, it doesn't have to be a special, uh, super event. It could just be a, you know, an evening by the fireplace and, and playing, you know, doing puzzles or playing Uno or whatever. Um, so I was fortunate when I had kids because I, um, had a skill, I had a passion for accounting. Um, and, I started my practice when I got pregnant. I wanted to be available for, for kids. And also I wanted to not have the stress of my profession <clears throat> kind of run my life and run my daughter's um, health. Um, so that was really important for me. And it wasn't an easy journey in the beginning, but I had a skill that I wanted to grow on and I wanted to grow the business on that skill. <clears throat> And, um, it took a while and I was, you know, available for my kids a lot in the beginning. I was growing it slowly, referrals only and things like that. But what I found that, what I found was that for me, my work, um, oftentimes, you know, having to do something, even though it was very flexible, which is great for, for moms, you know, accounting, bookkeeping is very flexible. You can do it whenever there's no emergency, that kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> even though, that was the fact of life. Um, it was still, you know, I still had to do the work sometimes. So whether it was weekend or evening or whatever, I still had to do the work. And honestly, for me, my work was an escape. It was an escape from the routine. It was an escape from Groundhog Day. Um, the ability to communicate with adults, the ability to um, do meaningful work, the ability to apply my brain cells, my brain power to something that I was doing 
more intellectually uh, was very stimulating for my brain and really carried me through those few, you know, few first years of, of kids being little. <clears throat> so it was easier for, for me to, to do that because I had a skill. And, and sometimes what I found was that motherhood changes us so much so that we often don't enjoy the same career anymore. We don't have the same goals anymore because, and it's normal. I think it's normal to want to spend more time with kids and, and really be there for them in the summer and have fun trips and have fun time um, and spend the time together so that to create memories uh, for them. Um, and I think that a lot of times we need this escape, the similar escape that I experienced in my um, early mom years and the escape to my work, to something that I was passionate about, something that I enjoyed doing, something that was intellectually stimulating. And I think that it, a lot of moms can relate to that and want that for themselves as well. And sometimes they're not sure what to do. So a lot of life coaches recommend, you know, starting a business or um, getting a hobby, uh, but it doesn't have to be one or the other. It can be both. Um, a hobby can turn into a business if you just do it right. And I think that it's important to give yourself grace because, you know, we often, as we're pregnant, we have all these different plans and all these different thoughts and aspirations. And then when, you know, a child is born, you know, a couple of months, maybe up to a year into it, we realize that uh, maybe, um, not all of us, but maybe, you know, a, I would say a good chunk of us realize that, you know, I don't want to go back to nine to five. I want to raise my own kids and I want to be there for them, but I also want to do something for myself. And I think that that's the best of both, both worlds because um, in America, small businesses are highly um, stimulated by tax provisions and, and incentives that are created. And I think that it's important to, um, to know that, that the biggest employer in the U.S. is a small business, is a mom and pop shop, not large corporations. So small business can allow us the schedule that we want and still have our escape, still have our passion and do something for ourselves, something that's ours. That's why I started calling myself a mom pivot coach um, recently because I've done this for a number of friends of mine and I've done this for just people that would ask me for their, um, for my opinion, for my suggestion, what should they do? And I would say, well, you know, you can start something, but if you do, if you do start a business, if you do pursue a passion, if you do get your escape, commit to it. The problem that I've seen, for example, in, and I'll give you an example in photography, and I've had an interview with Susan Michael, who's, she's a professional photographer, was president of the Association of Professional Photographers. Um, she talked about the fact that so many folks think that, especially moms, um, think that, you know, I'm going to buy a camera and now I'm a photographer, but don't really think this through and don't really commit to their art. Um, think that, you know, job of photographer is easy and simple and it's good money. But what happens is that you end up working weekends, same thing with the real estate, you end up working weekends and missing out on some of your kids' most precious moments. Also often working for little money because you try to stay competitive. 
Susan was talking about the fact that she doesn't compete with with other photographers. She has her own thing and she offers people memories, not just photos on a stick, you know, not just photos in a Google Drive. She offers them an experience. She offers a piece of art for your wall, a book, memories. And um, there are different things and, and there is a way to think through what it is that you're thinking about doing. Don't jump right into it. Don't just buy a camera and be like, okay, I'm a photographer now. Or don't just um, jump into something that seems easy from the outside. I can tell you from experience that any business that you do, any passion that you pursue requires enormous effort in the beginning. It doesn't mean you work, you know, 60 hours a week. It just means that there's enormous effort effort to make it successful, to make it actually work for you, bring you money, bring you what you're looking for. That's one of the reasons that I wrote my book is to help someone like, like that, someone who's looking for a pivoting chance, um, a roadmap to starting a business, kind of running, you know, back of the napkin numbers and knowing exactly whether it's worth it or not before you even begin. So that's why I wanted to talk about this topic of pivoting. And again, this word is overused and I hate the fact that it's overused, but I don't think there's a better word to describe what we're talking about. And if you're at a stage of your life where you need to pivot, you need to do something else, you need to change because either the business or the career that you've got now um, does not allow you to do what you want, to live the life that you want, you know, to be more available for your children, to still bring money, good money in the, in the household, take a vacation when you want to, to have one, not rely on a partner's income, or all of the above, that's a good time to consider either starting a business or getting a skill like, for example, a bookkeeping skill, right? Um, something that would allow you to actually do that. Um, and be flexible and, and really, um, really focus on what matters most to you, not just what brings you money. Because for, you know, I'm an accountant, I get um, inquiries about doing people's taxes all the time, but I learned to say no. I learned to say, you know, I don't want to focus on once a year tax clients. That doesn't work well for the client and it doesn't work well for, for me. Because the client thinks they're getting the advice when they really aren't. Once a year, if I look at their numbers once a year, plus the year's already over um, for what you know for the year for which I'm looking at the numbers, then I can't really provide you with any meaningful advice. Similarly, um, but then there is a ton of accountants that actually are the opposite. They take everything that comes through the door, and for me, it was an enlightening moment when I realized that busy doesn't mean profitable or busy doesn't mean successful. Busy just means busy. And my life, I want my life to be less busy and more of the life that I want, being, being able to travel with the family, being able to um, take a day off when my kid is sick or, or take care of some, of some errands when I need to and take, use a business day for that. That was important for me. And that's why I kind of, um, been helping folks that I, that have asked me for advice, you know, what should I learn? What skills should I acquire? I want to do something. 
um, talk about what the possibilities are, knowing what the end result can be. Because, you know, real estate is great. It's easy to get into. It's, it's you know, it's um, um, also very flexible, but it's kind of flexible because your weekends are always busy if you want to make money. Otherwise, um, you know, you won't make enough. Um, and, um, and if you're working weekends and you have kids, then what's the point of that? You know, it's great for people who are single or who don't have uh, responsibilities, who have the ability to, um, to work whenever and as much as they want. It's perfect for them. But I don't think it's perfect for moms. And I'm sure there are moms who found uh, a way to make it work. I'm sure there are moms who found a way to spend meaningful time during the week with their kids in the evenings, after school, um, to substitute, to kind of replace that time over the weekend. Um, there is a ma- way to make it work. I just feel like there are easier ways to make it work when you find the right solution for yourself. Though so that's what I wanted to share. Again, I am recording about a week before the episode airs because um, we're leaving on vacation and, you know, becoming a bookkeeper was probably the best um, the best decision in my life because it allowed me to build a business on top of bookkeeping and, and, you know, a successful tax and accounting business and advisory business. And if you're really good, that's really what the path could be. But the reason I'm taking the vacation is because we can afford it, you know, given the business that I've built, um, over the last 10, 15 years. Um, it doesn't have to take that long. Um, it's not the first vacation we've taken, certainly, but um, over the years it has been applicable and it's been really rewarding for me to build this business that allows me to to do what I want to do while bringing me a really good um, financial support. So just wanted to share that with you and um, reach out to me, text me at uh, 347 347- Two zero one five one zero two. If you want to share um, and talk, chat about, text about um, pivoting and how it can be done for you. Um, as I mentioned in one of my prior episodes, I am launching a beta mom group um, for folks to be laser coached um, to really support. So, if you're interested, text the same number three four seven two zero one five one zero two. Uh, text me and let me know that you want in. It's only, it's limited to about 15 to 20 people. Um, and, um, that's really it. I want to work with a small group of people to kind of iron out some things and it's a free group for the, for the beta people, uh, but I will need feedback and kind of basically you're, you're not paying the money, but you are going to give me feedback so that I can fine tune the group for, um, for the upcoming mentorship, uh, membership that I'm launching fairly soon. All right. I'll see you next week when I'm back from vacation and have a great weekend and have, um, enjoy the rest of the, the rest of today.